Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message. Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. The rescue of beautiful princess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Too short for a stormtrooper. The winner of seven Academy Awards, the legendary Star Wars. Rated PG. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Welcome to Back in My Day, the uh, not-so-stereotypical millennials getting together this time to not only talk about what defined their childhood, but what defined a lot of pulp culture in Star Wars. I'm David Petrangelo, and I am joined this week by... Michael R. Power. And... Ian Walter. All right, guys. Um, This is the uh, podcast we've kind of been waiting for for, I think, a few months at least, right? We've sort of been planning to do this. This week, or this episode at least, might be a little bit of a doozy. We have three movies to talk about. We're talking about episode four, five, and six in uh, as much unprofessional detail as possible, I think. (laughs) O-G-O-T. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do it in order. We're going to start with Star Wars. You can call it A New Hope. You can call it Star Wars. You can call it whatever you want. And then we're going to move on to... 1977, it was Star Wars. It was. It was. It was A New Hope in, I think, the 90s, I think, is when they switched, sort of semi-switched the name, right? did not. Yeah, so it wasn't the initial name. Um that's probably the only historical. And we're doing this leading up into the new movie, right? That's the yeah. Idea. The whole point is that we're going to try and do a few episodes of the movies, uh, the Mandalorian, if we get a chance to, as well as it comes out, and we're going to lead up to episode nine, which will be the ultimate finale, or at least what we hope is the ultimate finale to the Skywalker saga. Um, all of us, I mean, regardless of what we think about any of the previous eight movies or ten movies before that, or the TV shows or whatever it is. We're all looking forward to it, and we all want to make this sort of part of the hype. We want to be part of the hype, and hopefully exactly. everyone is yeah. happy that we are part of that as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> Good point. Um, so just to start, before we uh, get going on 4, 5, and 6 here, um, we talked a little bit about it a couple of weeks ago, about what we're looking for to end things. But do you guys have any recollection of what you thought Star Wars was going into it before, like when we were younger, before it even was in the zeitgeist. Did you guys have any idea what Star Wars was and what you were going into when you watched it? Like as long as I can remember, Star Wars has existed. Yeah. (laughs) I remember like, I mean, technically for us, that is true. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It predates us. I can't even remember like, I can't even remember, I barely remember watching the first one and being blown away. I just remember watching it over and over and over. So you so do you remember watching the watching one of them, them for the first time? No, I don't. Really. Okay. Yeah. Only the only thing I remember watching for the first time is the prequels when we were in high school. Right. And yeah, and, seeing right. them on opening yeah. night, you know, yes. midnight screenings. Yeah. But yeah. the originals just feel like they They've were always part there. of our like existence. the Wizard of Oz, the Sound of Music, like <laughs> right. the movie <laughs> yeah. that was just they just always exist. There. Yeah. They just exist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have uh, a, a mild memory of of, of being introduced to me on one of the VHS tapes before the special edition and all that. It was probably 95, maybe, maybe 94, somewhere around there, and watching the beginning of Return of the Jedi and watching the first maybe half hour, I would say, and just knowing what Star Wars was but never actually getting a chance to sit down and and watch it. And it was like 11 o'clock at night, and we're at my friend's place, and his older brother showed me, and my parents are hanging out and whatever, and he's like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Then you can borrow the VHS and you can return it next week. Or And that was it. That was, that was it. That was it. Game over. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> so. uh, that being said, I do remember going to the theaters and watching A New Hope in the 90s with my mom. And yes. she brought me and the remastered one. And I, yeah. That's like... That's the first time I'm uh, seeing it in the theater, which is a totally different experience than seeing it on TV. 100%. And seeing it uh, at home on the tube TVs, seeing it in theaters. Yes, and that's and, why even though I'm a fond of the originals, I am a bit of an apologist when it comes to those remastered versions because the I saw them edition. in theaters. The Same. special edition. Yeah, I Same. saw them in theaters, so those scenes, even though they weren't part of the original experience, mm-hmm. they do add a bit of uh, the, you know flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhat modern flair, I guess, yeah. for, for better or for worse. But we'll get to that when we get to the movies. So let's start with Star Wars. Let's start with the first, let's start with episode four. 
Um, I don't know if you guys want to kind of go through my notes, at least that I took when I watched the movies again. Um, that was our uh, quote unquote homework over the last few weeks. Uh, we all had a chance yeah, to watch these uh, three movies over again. So my notes last are, week, we all rewatched. We all rewatched them, right? Yes. In the last week. Yes. Yeah. Within the last, so very, very fresh or fresh mm-hmm. enough in the last week to week and a half. Um, my notes are kind of chronological, but we can kind of jump around all over the place. Um, you know, I'm going to start with you for the sure. uh, original Star Wars. You can start wherever you'd like. You can start at the end. You can start at the beginning. You can start at your overall thoughts of the movie. Um, I'm going to let you uh, take the reins and kick this one off uh, for here. For sure. So, I mean, A New Hope hits the scene, and all of a sudden, we're on Tatooine, and we've got the titular hero, Luke Skywalker, but he's not a hero yet. He's just a farm boy, and he's sort of, he's just, you know, looking to get to that Tashi power station to pick up some power converters. He's not really concerned with the Empire or Darth Vader or any of it, right? So, he just, you know, he gets thrust into it. His uncle, what is it, Owen Lars? Uncle Owen. Um, I mean, Uncle Owen is kind of a catalyst in ways. I mean, he's uh, he's the guy who raised him while he was sort of uh, in his secret existence on Tatooine. Uh, Him and, of course, Aunt Beru. And uh, and then the story evolves as we get the um, blockade runner escaping yeah. <laughs> the clutches of the Empire, and uh, our two favorite droids, C-3PO and R2-D2, are uh, on an escape pod headed for Tatooine. And then uh, the story kind of unfolds from there. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, you could, t- you could like, recontextualize Star Wars as, like, because there's, like, eight movies out now, that C-3PO or R2-D2 are, like, the main character of Star Wars. Where do you think you're going? Well, I'm not going that way. It's much too rocky. This way is much easier. What makes you think there are settlements over there? Don't get technical with me. What mission? What are you talking about? I've just about had enough of you. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. And don't let me catch you following me, begging for help, because you won't get it. Well, they're, you're like kind of seeing it through their eyes. It's like POV watch, characters. Yeah, like yeah, sure. POV. Like yeah. you're watching these droids, and they've experienced all these like crazy um, things that happen to like yeah. change the universe. Well, and, like, and we'll get to where they're, the they're Jedi always at the well, center yeah. of it. Well, which is and crazy. yeah, what started as a throwaway line from C-3PO, where he says, "I've seen some battles in my day." Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know the exact <laughs> line. I'm paraphrasing, but he has seen some battles, he, and we've seen that. He's in the seen more than any other character. Like. Luke is only in the He's three. The only one that's been in every single yeah, movie, exactly, and in the heart of it all, it's yeah. crazy. And yeah. when I was watching, uh, rewatching the original trilogy, it is apparent to me how much of a boss R two D two is. He's a bit of a soldier. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's a bit of a soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's Dave's favorite. I mean, he does a lot inside of the prequels as well. But yes. um, when you see him sort of taking care of business, even in the original trilogy, and then you're reminded of all the extra stuff that you've been exposed to over the years. He is a, a main character for sure. He is. Yeah, that that's um, the scene of the two of them on Tatooine trying to figure out where they are and where they're going. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of, I, I love that scene. They're just, you know, the, 3PO's got his own sort of quirky being upset at R2 and stuff. But like it's, it, I love how the, the fact that, and this is just, I think, Star Wars in general, but I love that R2 has no dialogue. I mean, no understandable dialogue. Like, he speaks through everybody else, just like Chewie does. And that scene between the two of them of saying, I'm going this way, you're going that way. That, yeah. that's Amazing. What, like, you know exactly what's going on, how it's working. And it's just these two people in suits, really, acting out this, uh, f- for me, very funny scene, I think. Yeah, and I'd argue that you can understand almost what R2-D2 is going through more so than totally. what you can understand about totally. C-3PO, yeah. right? So yeah, exactly. Even though C-3PO is the one making the quips and all that, it's that sort of duality where he plays off of the beeps and boops of R2-D2. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I like, um, I thought, this is more of an overall thought, I think, on the movie, but I felt like this movie picked up really fast. Like, I think Luke's overall arc in this movie is way faster than I remember it being. So the beginning, I think, is a really good setup and sort of the 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 um, 
the relationship with with his aunt and uncle. You 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 kind of get it. I mean, we don't know the full story when we were first watching this movie. Like now, we get it, but back in the day, that wasn't really fleshed out or anything. Right. But I think from the time he eventually meets Obi Wan to when Obi Wan eventually dies, ramps up so super fast to me. I was I was surprised. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, what, he gets a new mentor, and then all of a sudden his world expands, and then he loses that mentor, right? So Right. That's true. That's true, yeah. It's, but he's like, he, the immediately when he sees Leia in the, uh, through, through R2, through the message to Obi-Wan, yeah. he's like, boom. He, like, he's in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's all it takes. Like, he is just in. It fe- like, I, I love it. I still love it, but it felt, is it weird that it felt too fast? Or too easy? I don't know. Mm, I don't well, know. I, in a way, I think we're... Ble- like, I don't know what went into the decision-making of let's start here at episode four, even though you right. know, it was very loose, loosely based no, like, nine-episode yeah. structure. Right. But it is awesome how, you know, we've got this, you know, Luke Skywalker story. He's got a trilogy of his own, and it picks up in the middle of a crisis, essentially. Yeah. That, like, yeah. we yeah. don't have to watch it go from, like... Maybe a mundane or normal world into a, it's already like a crazy world. I think I, and into his role, even though maybe he doesn't want to. And he's, so he's chosen, well, not chosen, it's, he's, he's forced sort of, upon into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, so you're right. What's you're he right. going to do? And, yeah. His and, and uncle are dead. What's yeah. he going to do? They're, they're and literally burnt to a crisp. <laughs> I forgot that. Like, yeah, I yeah. rewatched it very and I dark. was like, wow, they, they murdered the skeletons burned. Yeah, there's like, smoke coming oh, off crap. them. And yeah. he didn't, he wanted nothing to do with the, nothing to do with yeah, the force right. and Jedi yeah. until he saw the smoldering corpse of his aunt and uncle. And it's like, <laughs> I got nothing else going on. I'm going, I'm going to, I want to learn the ways of the force. Well, and much and of the so conversation is centered around how Lucas wanted to make children's movies. But it is interesting how right. dark these movies are. Mm-hmm. When you even look back to the very beginning of A New Hope where Darth Vader breaks through on the blockade runner and he chokes a rebel out and tosses him against the wall. That's kind of setting the precedent. I mean, yeah, maybe the, the, the designs inside of Star Wars are aimed towards children, but there are some dark themes at Yeah, play but even well. kids' movies have like adult themes like The Lion King and... Bambi have very yeah we've messed talked up about all that on. stuff before yeah it's super but, dark uh, yeah yeah I love like for me I love the first movie it's amazing I I see there's like some people that have this argument online that's like very reductive of the movie that's like oh princess is in trouble and they go save her and they come back and they go back to where they save her and blow the thing up oh hey, very I've got simple news story for you. you go back ah. to see the very first shot of leia and it's her grabbing a blaster and blowing a stormtrooper yeah no no, no but like i'm saying yeah. people so, people reduce people will choose to focus yeah people on reduce the story to that on, yeah. but i'm like no you're not seeing the real story the real story is Space Nazis have taken over the Empire. That's what the Empire is, right? Yes. They're space Nazis. Totally. And they have they even have a line where like they've eliminated all bureaucracy in every yes. planet. All of the Old Republic. Yeah, all the Old Republic. Republic. It's a good yeah. Yeah. Before we um, even knew what the yeah. heck that, that was. was. Yeah. And so there's a dictatorship over all the planets, and there's a small rebel force, and they're on their last hope, right? They're on their last hope. And yeah. all they have is these plans to the Death Star, and it's their last hope. And the princess, but right when she's going to get captured... She puts it in a droid, and it's literally the last thing the rebellion has. They send it to this planet, and the one guy that finds it happens to be the son of the last Jedi. Yeah, and Help he me finds Obi-Wan them. Kenobi, you're my only hope. And he joins the rebellion, and he does. And it's the small rebellion against the evil space Nazis, yeah. and it's like that's where you're joining the story is when he finds and he joins the rebellion, and they try to take down this. The Galactic Empire, and that's what the story is, right? It's a massive story, and you're seeing a little slice, but you're seeing the most exciting the part exciting of it. Part, yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts that are, work- yeah. are happening around. And it, so you can so. reduce the story to, oh, they go to the Death Star and save Leia, and then they go back and blow it up. Yeah, but there's all this going. All it has all implications. You miss the nuances. Yeah, you miss the nuances. The yeah, totally. You miss the you miss the overall story. I guess in some ways it's easy to say when you're just. I mean, this is any movie really, but like it's it's definitely more complicated. There's more going on. Than what you're seeing, yeah. Maybe that sounds like an excuse. Well, that's but what a really, good story does. A good story, like just, yeah, paints, exactly. um, like paints a picture and, and fills broad, out the world. Yeah, and like then, fills out the world, like beyond what you're seeing. And like you're yeah. seeing a small slur, but the whole entire world is like is like paint is like colored and like you know what I mean. It's like and that's what Star Wars does so well. So it it does all that. Um, we get you're you're right. I was I was a little bit 
misspoken when I was mentioning that he sort of just gets, he's just sort of in it and stuff. You're right. The whole family thing, he just yeah, sees, he's, <laughs> literally sees not even corpses, but skeletons burning <laughs> or smoldering. It's quite and dark. then, uh, and then we get, uh, the introduction of a lot of people's probably favorite character. We yeah. get Han Solo and we get, um, Chewie and we get Han Solo, look, the true so. hero of the, of the trilogy. Okay. So I why, think he's the go, true. Go ahead. Why is that? Why? He's definitely the hero. The hero of, of the truth. I don't know. I think he starts in a place of like, I'm only in it for the money. I'm. I don't care about the rebellion. I don't care about the empire. I'm just in it for me. I don't believe in the force. And he goes through the most change in the first movie. His arc is, is the mo is. He goes through the biggest arc in the movie where he comes back and he's the hero and he saves. In the first Luke. one, he definitely does. Yeah. And, yeah. And so he, in in some people's minds, and. and He's almost like the true hero. And even jumping ahead, but even in the third movie, he does a lot more to save the Empire than, or save the galaxy and destroy the Empire than Luke does. Well, he's on the ground. He's, he's yeah. fighting on the ground. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, for sure. A lot, a lot more than Luke does. Well, I, I think movie. in the first one, the argument so. can definitely be made that he's like, that star would, would be around if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Right, because he swoops in at the end and yeah. makes one of the. But biggest he has like the arc. The like Luke movie. is always the one that's gonna like be the hero and like try or whatever. But Han Solo starts in one place and ends in another place. He yeah, starts he, in the when selfish he place. At the end of the movie, it's, it's and a legit his character surprise. has changed. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah for so, sure. I'd so, argue. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue that just like Harry Potter needs Ron and Hermione. You know, Luke me- needs Han and Leia. Hundred percent does. Yeah. He's not without Don't without leave Chewie out of this. Wow, how Chewie's dare you? No. And that, well, I mean, he I mean, doesn't. Yes, but <laughs> at the end of A New Hope, spoilers for anyone out there, when they get uh, <laughs> if you've gotten this far, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hope they got it. <laughs> well, I mean, they're giving a medal to Luke and Han, and you'd argue, yeah, Chewie should be right there, and he is standing right there, but he's not getting he's the not medal. Getting and, and that's the thing is because what? you've got the two factions, you've got the the farm boy who is becoming a Jedi, and you've got the rogue who has sort of found a cause, mm-hmm. which is Han Solo, right? And and Chewie has every right to be there, but he's sort of he's committed to Han. So yeah. you you look at it through right. Han, and you look at it. Through he's like, like Han's dog, and of course like, Leia, who's Han's I feel dog, like Leia yeah. per, represents like the political side of it all. The one thing I love about the first movie that I that I really like about it. Is that you could watch the first movie and it can be a self-contained story. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, and you don't oh, yeah. need the other two. Totally. Yeah, and that's why the first I one mean, I think you plays. Do, over... But I know what you mean. <laughs> no, no, like you could like without the other like the other two expand the universe. It would told work on you, its own. Yeah. It would work on its own. Like they destroyed the Death Star, and you would just in your mind assume that that's that was the Empire being defeated. That was the needle. Totally. In the yeah, and so they got yeah. medals, and the rebellion won, and or the that's straw it. that broke the camel's Yeah, back. and so like yeah. the rebellion won, and then they got medals, and the the world was in peace. Then in the second one, they kind of add the text that it's like, oh no, the Death Star was just was just the tip of the iceberg, right? The Empire is much bigger than just the Death Star. And the, yeah. But you could watch the first one and just think, that's an entire movie. This guy on this planet got pulled into this galactic war and he helped them destroy the Death Star and they won. Yeah. And that's it. Well, and that's where, you know, A New Hope, standalone, like you said, is a classic and could be compared to something of a, a newer generation like The Matrix. Yes. Right? It's but, like the first Matrix. You could but, end it there. But you, right. it's just. But they decided to continue the story, right? But where Star Wars transcends all of that is how it mastered the trilogy. Yeah, and how it did it, it better than Matrix. It yeah. kind of went beyond the happy ending, mm. and we get one of my favorite, my favorite, which Mine is too. Empire Strikes Back, yeah. because it's so dark and because it doesn't have a light at the end of the tunnel uh, to it. Really, before so. we before we get into Empire, because that was a good transition, to Empire. Before we get into Empire, <laughs> damn, we missed a second. I know we missed. A <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought of when you watched A New Hope what you thought of all of the additions that George Lucas made yeah, when he so did the I, remasters. I kept sort of looking for them and a little bit. And especially I yeah. want to know what you thought about the Greedo and the Han shooting. Over my dead body. Yes, I bet you have. For me, it's less obvious than I thought it was. Like I thought it oh, was. It's really obvious to me. I think I still think it's less obvious than okay. than and it is. I 
I think that it's fine. I mean, I'm fine. For me, I that. always saw Han shooting first, and so, so even I. now when I watch the special edition, that's how it plays out. Even though it kind of looks a little edited, but they maybe, but they edited purposely to have Greedo shoot first, right? which I agree with you. But you really have to analyze it to notice the difference because in my mind, he's shooting first, so I'm. It's happening so fast that it's still kind of happening it's, in that way. It's just it doesn't matter, right? When we're like to me. Yeah, like why would he even me, edit that in the first place? Who cares? Yeah. I think to he me, who was cares? really trying to make it more kid friendly. And I'm sorry, the like I said, the opening scene you got Darth Vader choking someone yeah. out and throwing yeah, them against the wall. Yeah, but also like so. with the whole shooting first thing, it's like okay, if he didn't shoot first, if he was fast enough to shoot him literally half a second later, he obviously had his hand on the gun anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference? He yeah, was probably going to shoot him anyway, like whether he was first or second. Greedo's still the technical bigger bad guy in that situation, I would say, right? I mean, they're both bounty hunters. They're both the semi-bad guy know. in it's that like, situation. It's like, like, I don't know. To me, yeah. it's like... It's dumb. It's like, yeah, they. It's like that's the introduction to Han Solo. And so you're introduced to him as some badass guy. So in root, and before, and it's like, yeah, Greedo's hunting him, and, and but Han Solo is just some like ruthless guy. That's like Greedo's hunting him, and he just like shoots him dead right on the spot. Great. But then, Han, but then George that. Lucas adds to like goes to retcon that and be like, oh no, 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 he he killed Greedo in self defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it, what is even weirder is I I do appreciate what he was trying to do with the scene with him and Jabba, but it is like an alternate cut, really. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, yeah. he's kind of using the same. I even uses one of the same lines. Um, and then at the end of that, he's like, he basically says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. So it's like, yeah, he says, that. yeah, yeah that's I'm right. like, yeah. you know, being, I mean, it doesn't yeah. fit, but it doesn't really, but it's kind of a jab, at, uh, a so Jabba, I'm, Jabba, but, uh, yeah. I'm not like it Jabba or Jabba. I'm not like an Jabba. anti, like th- I feel like of all of them, the first one, the George Lucas edits, I'm f- totally fine with them. I think they're the most obvious, though. But the they they get worse as the trilogy goes on. Yeah, the Return of the Jedi, the, the whole dancing. Edits. Yeah, that well, yeah. that is that is the glaring one in that one. But yeah. I think that there's there's is there is there not less of them as they go? I feel like the first one has the most. Well, like, and, within and, the first forty five minutes between. Yeah, but they're just all co- the but they're not like, stuff, like obvious front of the screen except for the. Like the 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 shooting first thing is like the big one. But if you didn't know about that, you wouldn't have known. You, I don't think you'd know. And I'm actually 100 percent okay with the remastered Death Star explosion. I'm 100. Oh yeah, okay no, with that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was fine. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, as we jump through the movie, uh, just so we can cover more than, <laughs> than the first. Let's get off the first one. But, yeah. Well, no, I, I want to sort of get. Like to we it. only really covered the tattooing intro. Yeah, I know. Right? Right? We covered yeah. the first like half hour. <laughs> Although I do want to plug because I did mention Owen Lars when he goes. Yeah. Yeah. That wizard's just a crazy old man. I die every time. <laughs> um, it, the end of the movie, sort of, uh, I guess the last the last third of the movie, I, I think when they, well, I guess this is sort of in the middle, when they go and rescue Leia and they're dressed up as the stormtroopers and stuff and they first meet her and she's chirping Han and Chewie and Luke and that to me is the best part of the movie. To me that is like the best part with her we get this walking carpet out of the way oh, and she's great and yeah. and uh, and han on on the intercom sort of trying to uh, we're all we're all fine here we're 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 good how are you you know all yeah. that stuff is that's an example I of the it. humor Absolutely. done right in star wars i think like yeah, out of anything it doesn't feel it feels like it fits the story when they kind of banter back and forth like that. Yeah, and yeah. I think it builds those characters too. Luke right? and uh, Han and Leia's banter is the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So, um I didn't want to miss anything the garbage sort of in shoot the scene garbage is my is favorite great. scene. Yeah. When I was a kid, I loved that scene. I don't know. I when just... 3PO thinks that they're dying. Yeah, that's the funny part. That is the biggest laugh yeah. of any. So that's, of all the three original trilogy, that's the biggest laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, okay. It's, it's it's funny. That's that part's really good. They're dying. So, the other thing I will say go, before going forward into the Empire Strikes Back is that if we didn't have a trilogy, Mike, you said how the A New Hope is a great standalone movie. Well, the only thing that I would say that we miss out a little bit on is the fact that we don't get that great lightsaber battle in either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. We have a little bit between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, but everything builds to a climax in space, flying the X-Wing and blowing up the Death Star. Nothing else comes out of the whole 
Force and the Jedi, other than using the Force uh, to to calculate that that shot. But yeah, there's no. I think if we didn't have a trilogy, there'd be something left to be desired out of the whole lightsaber battle. That's true. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, because um, you get the Vader and Obi Wan stuff, but it's it's brief and it's not just on them, right? I mean, there's a lot happening. At and that it's more time, cerebral. Right? It's like you know that these guys know each other. And yeah. It's not so much like skilled, like, like something out of the prequel trilogy, like Obi-Wan fighting Obi-Wan Darth is, Maul. Is, or, I mean, we know now, but at, at the time you might suspect, oh, what's Obi-Wan doing? He's sort of just sort of buying time, or I mean, which is what he's doing. Right. And he's sacrificing himself and all that. But uh, you kind of have a sense of that regardless. I mean, yeah. it's easy to say now, seeing it for the 25th time or whatever it is. but Which um, lends itself yeah. to a great mythology where you're willing to explore more to the story because there is more to be told. Even though we have a nice self-contained A New Hope, we have more to the story in Empire Strikes Back totally. and Return of the Jedi. Um, and with Empire, so we'll transition to that a little bit after the five very nice... Uh, segues that you've uh, laid out for us <laughs> we haven't taken yet <laughs> we're already uh, over 20 minutes in and we're still All right, we're yeah. just Let's getting, get off the just first getting one. started okay, I so, promise you I'm not trying to rush this <laughs> no I don't want to rush this at all what I'm saying is it's hard to take the segue because I just want to keep talking about it <laughs> but we're all in agreement that the first one is just absolute classic right like, oh, yeah, absolute I, five star movie perfect space adventure cowboy Whatever, but the beauty of Star Wars is, I'd argue that all three of the original trilogy are five star films. I do. I think that same thing. I think the same thing. Yeah, I understand. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I? I I I can't wait. I actually think the first one's the only one that's not a five star. Oh, it's it's like it's very very close under it. But it's not. I still think the other two are. Are you teasing that? Are you gonna get into it? No, I just actually think that the other two are vastly better than the the first one. Like. So what? I love it. I mean, yeah. I have no gripes with so it. So it still should some, be a five star movie for you. I, I think it's just a feeling. I get a better. I get more of a feeling out of watching Empire and Jedi than I do out of the original. I don't know what it is. I, I yeah, but I try to explain it in my notes and I mm-hmm. in front of me, and I don't know that I can. I tried and to explain it. I don't know. But they can I, all three, even if you like want the one less than the other two. They can still all three be perfect five star movies for you, but then within that you can right. have right. You know, okay, that's what yeah, it is no, for that's me. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not necessarily getting the number necessarily with it, but yes, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. Um, I don't mean to take myself out of the Star no, Wars no. discussion. Everyone hates me now. <laughs> so well, like the, if you actually had like gripes and you were like, no, the first one is only a a three star, like because I have like yeah, no, it's nothing like that. like for me like Force Awakens yeah. or whatever is like. Like, I would not give it five stars, right, you know? So, right. like, and I have legitimate gripes about it. But the, these three originals, to me, are, like, all perfect movies. Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't, I w- you know, there's nothing that stands out that I'm saying, oh, this is just, I mean, why would they do this? This is silly. Yeah, this but just of the three, like it's, okay, so we won't That's spoil all it. Is, yeah, we don't have to go too, too far yeah. into that. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I know you guys are saying that it's it's your favorite. It's yep. it's the quote unquote best or whatever. It's all it's. I think it's very widely known as like the best of of all of them. I would say, yeah. especially we're basic. Some, yeah, yeah, but but <laughs> no, but I don't think that that's incorrect, really. And, and, and right. I think it, there's no right or wrong. Critically, it's, it's the best. Critically, it, it has been known as the best. So my note on this, I was just saying, is that Empire Strikes Back and Jedi both open. I, I wish I wish I was there when this movie came out in the theater and knew nothing really about where the story goes or wasn't really sure how the movie started because what I wrote in my notes, I'm going to try and read it. It's sort of point form here. It opens so different than episode four. Luke and Han are on Hoth. Imagine just like sitting there in the theater all mm-hmm. of a sudden and it's just... This is what you go into. Like, yeah. the difference, like, all of a sudden... The last boom, thing you saw was them getting medals, yeah. and the next thing you see, they're, they're on Hoth. Hoth. Yeah, like, we what? just accept that. What but... in the hell is going on? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the beauty so of the true. crawl, too, is yeah. that you got a bit of a time gap. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, what's up with Han and Leia is what I wrote down. Uh, and why are they even on Hoth? 
what the hell even is Hoth? It does <laughs> like, say it in the crawl. Is, the yeah. rebels have gone to a icy yeah, base. Because they were exposed and they had like, to find a new yeah. secret base. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but still. Yeah, but just, still, yeah. You're, you're thrown into, I mean, now yeah. I think we take it a little bit, for me, it feels like we take it a little bit more yeah, for granted we do. with all the planets we've seen now, yeah. whether it's TV, but audiences back then would have been like, what's going on? They're yeah. on a new base. Like, the, once the crawl goes through, you're like, okay, What's going on? There's like he's on ice snow planet. So this much happens in that yeah. first twenty minutes. Luke is lost. Yeah. Where is he? We have to go find him. Mm-hmm. We're gonna cut open the Tauntaun. Like all this stuff that happens, and I I think it's fantastic. I think it's, it's great. great. But I was just sitting there going, oh yeah, this they, like you're thrown directly into whatever the heck is happening on Hoth. Yeah. And like yeah, the, the opening crawl does explain. A lot of what, but also as a kid, context. you're not really invested in the crawl. You're just no, kind of like, all right, so. let's get to the movie. But it does explain, yeah. like, like after the first one that seems to wrap it up, it does explain like why there's still rebellion and stuff. Yes, oh, of course. it does yeah. do that. It does do that because the it, Empire strikes back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Um, anyways, that was my first like. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. First and, like half hour. It's just it was such a. I, I and you know it's it's been a, a few months since I watched the first Star Wars, but this one I watched just like a week ago, and I could just go, oh. Oh yeah, it it's just you're in. That's it. You're just in. You don't you have a crawl for a minute and a half or however long it lasts, and then you're just in the middle of winter. You know? Yeah. So um anyways, that's my first spiel. Yeah, I mean, you guys can go for it. You know, <laughs> growing up watching that movie, I always thought of Hoth as the opening to Empire Strikes Back, the beginning of that movie. Totally. And you know, at Rogue Squadron had the Battle of Hoth, the level, and you kind of get used to that as the but like you said, twenty minutes, thirty minutes in, you're they're still on Hoth dealing with the Empire. It's not like just a brief yeah. glimpse and then you're gone. That battle like doesn't happen right away. Exactly, it takes them fifteen, twenty minutes just to get to the battle. And then from there, I mean, it, the the way that they explore the different locations and how they focus specifically on two or three locations yeah. within each story is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, I the Hoth thing. I mean, <laughs> I even looked at like the DVD case of the movie and like. The, the context of the movie is so built around Hoth. Like, that's what everyone remembers the movie for. And then, of course, you know, Solo at the end and, and with the, the Carbonite and all that stuff. But it's just like, and even Cloud City and stuff. But when you think of Empire, I feel like you think of what happened on Hoth. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's sure. such a, it's really, I mean, it's really cool. Like, the CG stuff. wasn't around back then, and they had those big adats. The walkers, yeah. And uh, the way they took them down, and like, it was like, visually there was probably nothing like it no and I don't, I don't. the creativity to yeah. be like yeah we have spaceships but then we're gonna have these like walking things and it was so cool the other man. thing to note is they have atsts on the ground as well and you yeah. don't really know what those are until return of the jedi but they're still there yeah they're still like, there they show up for yeah. only like a, actually like a brief second they're in the it. background just yeah. walking around yeah. there's <laughs> one shot where i think it's sort of like it's walking like extra fast you're like oh no that thing's that's <laughs> coming at them <laughs> but even yeah. the grass like yeah it's awesome man and so it starts off with like the abominable snowman thing. Yeah. It's like the action is like ramped up in this one. Yeah, it starts right away. Yeah, so like the first yeah. one is a bit slow to get to the a- get to the action. Yes, and yes. this one it's like the action is ramped up, and you get this really good action scene like twenty minutes in. Yeah, and for a good forty minutes, half hour, it's yeah, it's pretty nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is my nonstop. probably favorite Star Wars. It's my favorite because it really puts each of the characters through the ringer. Um, they've already been established in A New Hope, and now they're being tested even more yeah. so. Yeah. Good point. Arguably even more so than the first one. Yeah. So. And then and then they find a way. I wrote this in my note, too, but they find a way. I mean, Luke's off off going to see Yoda for an understandable reason and stuff. Yeah, and I all, like that. They're all escaping, but they also find they use that as a reason, and it's a good way to develop how things move forward. But I thought it was really organic in the way that they keep 3PO... Leia, Han, and Chewie all together. And like they have sort of like a mini adventure for the next half hour, 40 minutes of mm-hmm. the asteroid field and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was great. I was, I don't know what it was. I mean, I know that that happened, but there was something about it where I go, oh, that. Yeah, I forgot it, about the asteroid field and them landing in that in the, creature's mouth. Oh, or really? Whatever. I love that part. Yeah, I forgot that about great. that. Yeah, he just shoots him. And uh, I forgot how moving. like yeah. sassy and awesome Yoda is. Help you again. Yes. Mm. I don't think so. I'm looking for a great warrior. Oh! <laughs> great warrior? Oh! <laughs> 
boars not make one great? <laughs> Move along, little fellow. We got a lot of work to do. No, no, no. Stay and help you, I will. Find your friend? I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi Master. Jedi Master? Yoda. You seek Yoda. You know him? Take it to him, I will. Yes, yes. But now, must eat. Come. <laughs> so like yeah. when we were watching it so like yeah. wife power had never so like she had never seen empire or uh return of the jedi Ooh. so we watched them for the first time so I, when i watched them she watched them and she loved uh yoda and yeah, how man. sassy and, was, hola- and funny yoda was i had a, I had a yoda costume for halloween growing up he's like and my yeah. parents ordered me like one of those sort of fancy masks that were like i don't know what the, what it cost or whatever we had to order it I was like, Yoda's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. He's so awesome. He's like, yeah, he's like sarcastic and sassy and like funny. Mm-hmm. And he has a good sense of humor, but he's also like the the master that Luke has to like yeah, learn and from. He's teaching Luke about failure. It's awesome. And the puppet and looks great. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, I think he in in five and six is probably the best. Well, I love how maybe in, maybe in Last Jedi, but like he, yeah. he looks But in this fantastic. movie, I like how Luke I like how Luke has to go and be trained to be a Jedi. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Because, like, Obi-Wan yeah. was training him, and he he was, like, barely able to use the Force, and he used it just enough, but he wasn't ready, and he has to go learn, and he left too early, and then we see what happens later. Yeah, right? he loses a hand because of it. Yeah, and yeah. so, <laughs> exactly. but he's such the hero that he, he had, and, like, even Yoda is, like, let your kind of like let your friends die, and you still need your training. And he's just like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's yeah. that's like the well, bleeding and heart. And I wrote down a quote which Lucas. I thought was actually really good too. Luke says something about like I'm not afraid or I'm not mm-hmm. too afraid, yeah. and Yoda just says, "You will be." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa! And there's <laughs> like, yeah, there's crazy. some I love the hubris at display here with the Jedi, where Yoda and Obi Wan clearly think they know what's best, but Luke still. Or just his own path, and uh, yeah, yeah, and and, and the whole. Uh, so I remember being a little bit freaked out about the whole seeing his face in the Vader mask. Oh yeah, thing. I don't know if that ever set you off when you guys were younger and stuff, but I don't know if it was because it was the, because of the way they ramp up the music, or because of the way that the scene is shot, or something like that. But I thought that was. That's still a cool way, right? I mean, like, and then Yoda's just like sitting there chilling, like he knows what's going to happen. Oh <laughs> he's yeah, just, he's sitting there like playing with a rock on the floor or yeah. something like well, that. He's, while Luke he's goes telling him you don't, you don't need that lightsaber. Like, you, here's you, the right. That's right. Yeah. You go in there, you bring what you take with you, right? Like, you, you, yeah, you're only going to see inside of there what you take with you. So. Yeah, a lot of messaging. Uh, happening, so he, and that's what he here's is, the yeah. part about that I have a question about with you guys. So there's a, there's a when Luke leaves, right? He's, yes. And Yoda's talking to Obi Wan, and he says something like, "That boy is our last hope." Right. And then uh, I think I think Yoda says, "No, there is there another. is another." Yeah, I wrote that down too. And I'm wondering what were they talking about? Is like because you because like because of now movies have come out. Like I think at the time they were talking about Leia, but I think as we've seen in the new trilogies, Leia does not go on to be a Jedi. I th- you could almost recontextualize it that they're talking about Ray. You, you, Whoa. So that's what that's I was... deep. Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking the same thing. That's why I wrote that down yeah. as a note, too. I just wrote down the quote, and yeah, Luke leaves, and Yoda says that boy... Or uh, Obi-Wan says that, that boy, boy is our last, last hope. hope, and he says, no, there is another, and then it just cuts to yeah. what's happening with Han and Leia. And, and so stuff. what but I think they're, they're hinting at Leia, or they're saying yes. Leia, because then it cuts over to them. Well, what I what I think so, what I think was happened was Leia and Luke are twins, yes. and they mentioned in the original trilogy how Leia is force sensitive. Leia mm-hmm. is the other Skywalker. Skywalkers are very force sensitive. So I think in that this trilogy, the idea was they were setting up Leia to be a Jedi and force sensitive. If Luke didn't pan out or whatever, well, I think the idea was or a they Jedi would try and train her. Right? Yeah, Possibly. and then yeah. what happened was She's like the, the plan B. Yeah, she could have, or, or like even like after these movies ended, like after Return of the Jedi ended, she could have gone to be a Jedi. But then when the new movies came out, like J.J. Abrams and them took over, like they didn't go that route. They didn't make Leia a Jedi, which is a total shame. Like they should have made yeah. Leia a Jedi. It would have been awesome. So, I don't know. In in terms of, she should be a Jedi. Like, she should be a like Jedi, it. but she's not. And so. Now you could... Re- I mean, she never trained, right? I mean, I guess that's... Well, yeah, but now you could recontextualize it like Leia never left the Rebellion. No. According to the new movies. The right. new movies, like, in my mind, the new movies ruined the original trilogy, which is a shame. And so 
it's a shame, but Leia never left the rebellion. So now the the new hope is Ray in my mind because what's the difference between the first the first Empire? What is it called in the new ones movies? What the Resistance or no, the First Order? The First Order first and order, the Empire. Yeah. There's no difference. They're the same thing. Yeah, basically. The same. And yeah, so Luke didn't it's defeat. It's like a neo Nazi. Yeah, thing, and right? so Luke so, Luke right. Luke did not defeat the Empire. Luke didn't win. Luke didn't defeat anything. His but, arc is meaningless. But, no, but I think they did, thought they did. But his yeah. but no, but his arc is meaningless. And because right after the Empire was destroyed, the First Order came in around. Yeah, no. And so I'm what not did he do? They were Nothing. Fr- they weren't 100 so successful. You, I think that's the point. You could go back and recontextualize. Yoda's as thing Ray, as Ray. Oh, there's another. Ray is the other. Episode seven and five are what? Twenty years apart? Fifteen there's years 30 apart? Thirty years. Is in it, between? I I'm think not saying that they. I'm saying they originally so. that line was originally set up to be Leia. Leia. Oh yeah. But now sure. you could recontextualize it as Ray. But just within yeah. the context, you, you could easily within the you context could. of the original trilogy, I look at that as a great setup for the end of the Empire Strikes Back, where he's not only communicating with Leia. Right to get him to be rescued. Right, he then communicates with Darth Vader. So it's like kind of like this family force connection that they have among the Skywalkers. So it's kind of a tease, the fact that Leia is involved mm-hmm. and she is part of the family. So. Yeah, and I think, she, and when they said there's another, they're leaning towards her. So they're yeah, like, no, if Luke dies, right. there's another. Right. We could train her to be a Jedi. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. I think she's the backup plan, and because they know that it's within the family, and at the time, that was sort of the idea, mm-hmm. I think, that you were sort of part of the family, and it was a bloodline type of idea and stuff. So, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, th- I think that it totally was supposed to be Leia. And, you know, they, they, like you said, they they hint at at her and Luke sort of having force sense with each other and, and sort of feeling each other when, when they're a far distance apart, especially in Jedi. I mean, that happens a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in 7 and 8, they do that multiple times. But... Um, I just, yeah, I guess she, like, she was always part of the rebellion and what the rebellion turned into. And that, but that was her job because she's, for me, it's like she's, she's royalty. She's the royalty. She, or, or she's the general or she's the whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to see her as, whether it's an official title or not. Like, without her, well, she as was part born of it, inside of the rebellion, right? Yes. Like, so, no, I mean, they both were. It's just a matter of, I think she, yeah, she was. No, more, he was sort of born on the outside. Right, I guess he, he was taken away from it. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. I, I think without her, there is no uh, resistance in 7 and 8. So I think that, yes, you're right, they were hinting at her, but if they trained her to be a Jedi, she would be not, like, sh- there wouldn't be the same grouping or there wouldn't be the same resistance as there is in 7 and 8. And that's up to the writers, that's up to how they want to handle 6, 7, 8, even... Empire, whatever they want to do with the characters and stuff, and obviously, thirty years later, they re- they can't. Yeah, I feel like others, George Lucas you know. was setting her up to be a Jedi, and he yeah. had no part in the new ones. Yes, and I think he had scripts, and I think maybe he maybe he would have had Leia as a Jedi, it's and very they didn't go that way. And I would have preferred her being a Jedi; it would have been awesome. She could have been, but, but I, I think they also needed to get a younger generation into. I think that comes yeah. to, comes into play, yeah. right? Like you can't have Leia as the main Jedi, I don't think, and the only one or one of the only ones. I think you needed someone like Rey, or even if it was Finn or you know, whoever it is, right? So yeah, I and like yeah. the Jedi Council, they were leaders in their own right, but they were never leaders overall. They were always sort of advisors to the the Republic, if that makes sense. Like it was, they were never, even though they were this sort of governing body or they were the authority. They weren't um, necessarily pulling the strings politically, mm-hmm. right? So, it was, but I feel like she—if she's like Luke, then she has all this uh, untapped potential, and they never really explored that. With well, her. so no, how right. did you're right? Yeah. How did the yeah. moment inside of the Last Jedi affect you, where she ends up using the Force? Was that something that you were like, ah, and we didn't need that? When she kind of like flew through, yeah. yeah. After the yeah, ship I, I still up. feel yeah. like they shortchanged her as a character. That she could have been much more power, powerful than they made her out to be. But did that make sense to you, anyways? Even no matter how it was executed, like the, the story beat makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. The yeah. fact that she can use the force, yeah. makes sense, and is set up in all three of the original movies. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So another, so back back to just to what happens in Empire and stuff too. I thought, I I completely forgot about the scene where they show all the bounty hunters. Oh yeah, yeah, and, I love and that va- scene. I, is it B- Bosk, right? Is that Bosk? Yeah. Bo- I was like, I thought that guy was only in 
the the TV shows, right. and the video games. Like Bosk, I completely forgot. Fett, there will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. You are free to use any methods necessary, but I want them alive. No disintegration. As you wish. Yeah. IG-88. I was like, IG. oh, yes. <laughs> it was so... Boba Fett is still the coolest character. I okay, like. so, I mean, that's a whole other thing. We just went yeah. on a, a, a Leia tangent, too, but, like, is it just because he looks cool? Yes, it's the look. It's that's all it. it is, right? What well, he does also, is... he's the one that, if it wasn't for him, I think the Empire would never have found any of... Like, yeah. the, the story would have sort of ended. He kind of... Yeah. Sure. He's the one that follows them to the best pin and... Yeah, I mean, he seems to be the smart them. one, right? So he's... Yeah. He, he might not be a huge role, but he is the essence of important. a bounty hunter. Yeah. He's doing his job, right? So that's that's kind of where... He's important. I stand with him. Oh, he's 100% important, but he doesn't do anything. If I just go back... <laughs> like it seems like he doesn't do anything. No, he... Yeah, no, he follow he follows them. Yeah, he follows them. Them after after they take yeah. they take after Han decides to say like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. just follow the trash or whatever. So he's like, smart he enough him, to yeah. do that, and and with and but it's he doesn't true. do anything cool. If the Empire never employed his services, yes. they would never have found. They would them. never have found him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Also, I realize. Is Boba Fett Australian? He has an Australian accent, doesn't he? I think he's New Zealand. Or New Zealand, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, he talks a couple times. Oh, yeah, he does. Briefly, That's the other thing about the special editions. They knew that they were using that actor in the prequels, so Ah. they used him as the voiceover Mm -hmm. for all of Boba Fett's lines inside the original trilogy after the fact. That I didn't know. I didn't know. That I didn't know. Okay. Okay, so he, yeah, so he he's, like the, the, so he's a cute, but he's cool because he looks cool. I mean, he, that I really mean, he is. does look cool. And bounty hunters are are, are just cool. well, yeah. and and Boba yeah. Fett gets the same treatment Anakin does inside of the prequels, where they kind of get reduced to little children. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, but no, I, I like just want to say I one like more him. thing about uh, Empire Strikes Back is that you return. Oh, we're this, not done with it. Don't yeah, worry. True. Is it? <laughs> you, you return to this theme of failure, and I love. And I'll pull from the the prequels for this, but I love how Yoda's teaching Luke about failure. And when you look back at Revenge of the Sith, you see it because you see him fail at the end of Attack of the Clones against Dooku. He's the reason why those plans for the Death Star actually get to leave the planet the, and yeah. become into effect. He's the cause for Rogue One. He's the cause for the OT is the fact that he was unable to stop Dooku. And then that translates when you look at Revenge of the Sith and he fails again against Palpatine. So he's really sort of trying to teach Luke like, you're not always going to win here, but you have to know how to accept failure too. So it's it's interesting. Cool. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. for sure. The um, I love Yoda. Yoda's like my favorite. He's great. He's so yeah. great in this. I, I wrote down all the notes too when they first introduce him. He's such a little shit to I know, I love he's it. He's tossing it's stuff hilarious. all over the place. He's like hitting R2. Yeah, like he's basically picking yeah, fights. He's so funny. <laughs> he's great. He's way funnier than I remember. Yeah, even. me too. Yeah. Me too, 100%. Yeah, and obviously he's sort of Literally at the end of his life in Jedi. So yeah, and um, you know, one thing I noticed is that I always was like, because I've watched the first one so many times. Yeah, and whenever um, Darth Vader strikes um, Obi Wan, he just disappears. Yeah, I'm like, what? The, what's that about? But then it's like it's like a it's like now it's like a theme. It's like when a Jedi sort of accepts that his life's over, that's what happens because yeah. Yoda disappears and Luke disappears and Luke disappears. So yeah. disappearing is kind of like is kind of like when the Jedi is like. I don't know, like accepting that his life's over. It's like Obi Wan kind of accepts and lets lets Vader. Yeah, he, let, he loses on purpose. Yeah, so he dies and Yoda kind of lets himself die, and Luke kind of yeah. lets himself die. So it's like then then he you, does warn Vader. He says, "Strike me down. Yeah, I'll yes. become more powerful." And then you, you become a Force realize. Ghost. So only if you kind of like accept death and disappear, then you become a Force Ghost. I think. I don't know. I hope they continue with that, but that's sort of what I'm. Yeah, saying. I mean, I'm sure Luke will show up in that form. In episode yeah, nine, but he but disappeared too, right? Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, he used his power and, and passed away. Um, so then uh, we get to the whole Cloud City stuff, which I was—I uh, I thought it was—it's great. I mean, all, there's a lot of twists and turns in, yeah. in this last, you know, third of the movie. I mean, it, yeah. and I actually think that it's a—I now remember. Pray that super... I don't alter the deer, oh, alter yeah. the deal further. That's yeah. a great and, so uh, cool. We got a great character in Lando Calrissian. Yeah, great this introduction. Deal keeps getting worse stuff. all the time. Yeah, Lando's great. Now I have to say, the famous line of uh, "I love you." Yep. Right. Yeah. What I did know. you? What do you guys like that? Because I have to say, wife power was not buying the lo- the romance between Han and Leia.
I love you. I know. It's she did not buy it, and she is a romantic comedy, romantic movie expert, and she didn't buy it. Honestly, like Star Wars, I I hate to say it, Star Wars has never been about a love story. It's it has those elements kind of weaved in and Mm -hmm. out, but it's it's not fundamentally about that. Right, and the fact that. It was just going to be a generic "I love you, I love you too" or whatever. Yeah, it was. And he made up that on and the spot. And he eh? was able to kind of make it more yeah. uh, true to his character. I think that Harrison Ford, maybe he does get enough credit, but he 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 definitely should get all the credit for embodying the character of Han Solo and really understanding. In Empire, he crushes it. Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, it's a different story. He's mailing it in, but in Empire. The acting is impeccable. It's great. Yeah. And I, lo- I love that line. That whole scene. I love that line. Is I great. love you. I know. I love that. The, like, I don't know. White just, Power didn't buy it, but I love it. I, I mean, when I bought, I mean, I, I kind of bought it just, I think maybe just because we know it's there, but I think uh, I, I, I can see why. I can see the argument against yeah. it, how it's it's not built up in the same way that you might expect. She's kind of like, why would why would she like him? You know what I mean? There's nothing really redeemed. Okay, like, the, but the I don't movie know, man. opens up on Hoth with her kind of. Yeah, visibly upset that he's leaving again. Yes, yeah. and he she yeah. says as much when they meet in the hallway before everything. And pops they off. yeah, and they, and they kiss on the. On oh the yeah, well, no, like, yeah, he, they're sort of like angrily flirting with each other and stuff. Like they, they, I think, I think it's buried towards the beginning of the movie in Hoth, and it is closer to the end. Yeah, it's so maybe se- you I think lose it's set up. It. I think it's set it's, up. It's set up. I mean, it could be set up more, but again, like. Like you said, Ian, it's not about that. It's right. sort of like the side story that just happens to be what's happening at that time. So, yeah. it, I can see the argument against it, but I do think that it's not to saying, say that yeah. there's not love themes inside of Star Wars. I'm yes. just saying that it's not inherently a romance. I just totally. wonder, from a female perspective, if that romance, if if, if it most tracks. if women buy into it, if it's like a man's version of yeah. a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of like a, <laughs> if it's a mid '80s man's yeah, version of a love sort of, story, he's yeah. all mean to her, and then she loves him for that. You know, oh, what he's I mean? a bad boy. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of what it is, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think I, it's I, also yeah. I mean, you could say what you will about her character versus his, but I mean, you got to look at the results too. I mean, he does save the day at the end of New Hope, and yeah, you know, she does see him as a hero, whether he's a you know, consistent. You know, he's still a scoundrel at the end of the day, right? Yeah, he's but, still a, he's still a smartass through and through. So, <laughs> so it's a good question as to whether you buy their love yeah. story or not. But I think that on at least Harrison Ford's side of it all, he's playing the character to a T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's whether or not you buy her acceptance of that. Yeah, character. yeah, for sure. I I think that whole scene's fairly emotional. I got more emotional with like. Chewie's reaction. Chewie's reaction. Same. Yeah, he just loses it, man. He starts tossing yeah. the stormtroopers yeah. over the edge and whatever. And like, I don't know if it's because he doesn't have a voice and he sort of feels like yeah. like the pet, even though he's not. Obviously, he's more intelligent than that. But he feels like he's the animal that needs to express himself in some way, and he just starts his his losing. love for Han Solo is like. I don't know. It's more it's great. It's more um, understandable than her love, almost. Yeah, right? and then Han like, says, you, kinda... "You need to take care of her." Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> that hit me so much harder than I thought it was going to." Yeah, you're being put into carbon freeze. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. The Empire will compensate you if he dies. Put him in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, Chewie! Chewie, this won't help me! Hey! Save your strength. There'll be another time. The princess, you have to take care of her. And I I forgot about the fact that he was only put in carbonite because they wanted to put Luke in carbonite, and it was just a test, which adds that extra, like, oh, is he going to die kind of thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and he sort of, he has to check it, Lando has to check it. Yeah. Although Lando's playing around with the dials. I noticed mm-hmm. little. He spends a little extra time with it. Is he changing a dial so he does survive, or is he changing it so he survives longer? Or like that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah so, I never really and they kind of that. show a couple of the 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 color, the green. There's sort of like a green, red, and blue sort of color scheme going on on the side. But he goes down on his knees and he grabs a couple of dials and buttons and presses them. And they and they make a point of showing that he's mm. doing something with it. 
maybe it's just him checking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that has to be done regardless. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just the way it is. But I felt like because Lando kind of tries to get them out of there because he, he knows he kind of screwed up and notice he's kind of getting the shit end of the stick of this quote-unquote deal that he mm. made with Vader and stuff. Um, and I love how I in thought, one yeah. movie Lando like sells them out and is kind of like, but then redeems himself. I love that. And yeah. so the Lando, him, him and Han are great. very similar. Yeah. I think they're very similar, right? It's just Han has more, I guess a little bit more investment because he, he knows these people more now or something. But I think if, I mean, and then Lando obviously in Jedi turns things around. Well, and, and it's, you know. it's easy to antagonize Lando, right? Because he's the one kind of messing up the establishment. But when you look at it from his perspective, he is responsible for an entire city, and Darth Vader has him like under like yeah, yeah, no, I totally like yeah, fist, I totally sympathize right? with like everything he does. Yeah, yeah, and you kind of get yeah, they do a good job deal. of like, and he's saying like to Leia like things like. I had no choice, and like this yep. was the best. Like I'm doing the best under the circumstances. Like he says that at one. It's point. totally believable, and it's totally Completely believable. Right? Belie- they yeah. do it in so well in such a small yeah. You have like this like period of time empire like crushing down on you, and you have more to think of than just these three people, yep. right? And so yeah, you have thousands. And of but people. then eventually he does like ultimately the right thing. Oh yeah, and, and by the time we're in to Return of the Jedi, he's a boss. Right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, crushing. Yeah. He's a great <laughs> character. He's a great character. So um, the one last thing, obviously, we have to talk about is the I am your father. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the big the, reveal. The fight, the fight scene or the, or the the battle and then the the line. Um, I, I, ask, I, I tee that up a little bit because I wonder, now that we've seen it on and off for the last 20-plus years, um, we know it's coming. We know when it's going to come. We know how, who says it, how, why, all of that stuff. Is it still as impactful as it's supposed to be? How, how do you guys think of the delivery, of the scene, of the setup? How do you guys think of all that? Because I think that is goes back to a little bit of the discussion of, you know, is that the biggest spoiler of all time? You know, that's sort of like somewhat of an argument uh, around around these movies and around pop culture and stuff. Um, what do you guys think? It's a great reveal. I mean, when especially you look back at A New Hope and you see, you know... Uh, Sir Alec Guinness is that Alec Guinness? Yeah, he is. An, he's a great actor, and he's, he's really whether he knows it or not, he's playing games with Luke when he's using his language, talking yeah. about his your father, dad, talking about Vader killed your dad. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. whether or not they knew that was going to materialize into something, obviously they didn't at the time. But the, just the majestic way that he speaks is kind of like a, he's playing games with Luke. He's not telling him the full truth. And then, you know, creative, you know, great writing lends to the fact that, oh, yeah, of course, there's more to Luke's father. There's a reason why Luke is prone to the Force, and he's son of the Chosen One, essentially, right? So it's pretty cool. We can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side... Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. It's something that you wish wouldn't be spoiled for new pe- newcomers to Star Wars. Like, I'm sure that even people that haven't seen Star Wars know that Darth Vader is Luke's right. father, but it's not something you necessarily want them to know going in. Like it's kind of the reason why I would still want you to watch the original trilogy, yeah. Prior to watching the, the yeah, people. it's one of the biggest like whatever you call it twists or reveals in in like, but a twist in um, but a twist <laughs> in cinematic history. I think it definitely is. It's got to be right. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, is. I mean, a lot of the context and, is, is the fact that it's such a big franchise, yeah, and set of movies. And so it's so it is. Um, and a lot of people get it wrong. They say Luke, I am your father, but he says no, I am your father. Yes, that's so right. that's like is a weird. Yeah, common, I wrote that down and I said I need to make sure that when I tee it up, I say I am your father rather than Luke. I am your yeah, father. which is <laughs> weird. That's the line people remember. Luke, I am your father. But so, no, it's no, I am your father. Yeah. So I thought that. I mean, obviously, the whole everything you guys just said is completely correct. The delivery, the the setup of of the language, mm-hmm. I think, is more. But the way scene than it is the actual action. Although the action, I think, is pretty cool. He's throwing stuff at him. The window breaks. The all one stuff question, really cool. the one thing that I have, like 
about it is like the Luke reaction. It's the it's way over. It's so no, overacted. Like it's yeah. so overacted. His hand, guys. I know, I mean, but it's cheese. I feel like it's he, cheese. He, although it's a very clean break, <laughs> a very clean cut. Like, like <laughs> I guess the, thi- it's the thing is, saber, like but. that's not like it's theatrical. Yes, that's not how like I anyone would actually react. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just so it's theatrical. <laughs> Wait, what the what the no, what, no. What? <laughs> like it's like it's it's like it's. It's laughable. Like we yeah, laughed. Like me it's, and it's me and great. the wife sort of like had a chuckle at yeah. the overacting. I think but. part of part of it, I think, is that the only disappointment I had from that was that a little bit for sure. But I knew that that sort of overreaction was always. Yeah. I thought that the delivery of saying that I am your father was. I thought they needed to let it sit a little bit more. He's in the middle of a sentence, and then he says, "No, I I, can't, I don't have the exact line in yeah. front of me." But no, he's, no, I am your father. Yeah, he says, "I am your father," and then. And then, like, it's like it's thrown in at the end of of his previous sentence already, right. and and I feel like it needed to be on its own. It needed to be just no, I am your father, not whatever. He, he it, starts it, off by saying Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. Right. I thought they needed to let it breathe a little bit, like even a second, two seconds, something like that. And I think, sure, maybe Luke's reaction's a little bit dramatic, Jeez, overly dramatic yeah. and cheesy and stuff, but. I think the reveal is great, but I th- I still think the sort of the back and forth delivery between the two is just slightly off. And maybe it's because of when the movie was made. It's because of the acting. Whatever it might yeah. be. Not that the acting's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I think Luke's reaction's a little bit not terrible, yeah, but not great. It's, it's over the top, but it's but, like for a reason, you know. Yeah, but it, it still doesn't take away the fact that the reveal is huge. And now it's a whole other story. Yeah. Now you have a whole other thing yeah. to go off of. And you know, whether this is the first time you've seen the movie or not, nearly two hours into the movie, okay, what's next? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck is going to happen after this? Is this the end of the movie? Obviously, there's another movie coming. What's going to happen? How does this work? If that's actually true, maybe it's not. Like, there's a whole... And also, now, watching episode eight, it's sort of, to me, is is a hint at... Um, a Kylo Ren saying a similar type of thing to Ray about her parents. Is he is Vader a reliable narrator in that case, or is he just you don't even question a, you know, it, right? You, you don't, don't question it at the time. Yeah. Now I can see why now, yeah. that you can sort of relate the two, and why Kylo is obviously very much based on what Vader was, and takes him as an influence in the movies, and obviously they make that evident. Right. Um, but it, it was like it feels it feels more impactful the reveal now after seven and eight to me. Well, it's a crucial scene. For me, what it does is it takes the big bad, Darth Vader, and it kind of starts to humanize him. It starts his redemption. Yeah, it starts to poke holes in this sort of irredeemable... Well, not not to say... The thing about redemption is people always go and talk about, well, he can't be redeemed. He's killed younglings. Mm -hmm. He's killed millions of people, like whatever. But we're talking about a redemption in the eyes of the beholder, right? Like in this case... Luke Skywalker needs to know that there's some good left or some remnants of his father left. When I rewatched these, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this trilogy could be a could be seen in some context as a redemption arc for Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader being the biggest, baddest character in all of cinema, redeem has a re, his arc is ultimately a redemption arc. Well, which it's is interesting crazy. because yeah. we haven't which been crazy, introduced right? to the Empire, sorry, the Emperor really uh, no, you in a physical sense, it's yeah. it's been Darth Vader as sort of the big bad, but you know that he answers to the Emperor. Yeah. Yep. And here he is talking to Luke and saying, listen, join me. Right. You know, we we could rule. Yeah. As you, father we could and overthrow son. the Emperor. We could rule as father and son. Yes. So it's it's something that, that kind of transcends. We could rule as father and son. I love that. Is, is that I love. And that's yeah. kind of what seals the deal totally it, right? for the totally scene. It. Yeah. it just makes the scene for me. And that's it, what starts Luke's Luke's push and pull of like to the dark side, right? Well, because he's he is referring to Luke as his son, mm-hmm. he is showing that kind of human element to him, to that side of him, which you and, see zero of before this point, a hundred percent. And so then it's like Luke knows there's a bit of his father. And the left. funny, the funny thing is, it's like when you if you just watch Empire and you're like, oh man, like Vader could have killed him. It's so unrealistic that he would have just cut his right. hand off. But then you watch the third one and you're like, oh, like that's yeah. a setup. It brings you it know? around. It, and stuff. it yeah. brings it around. Like it's like. 
it's it's really well done because in like Bond movies, you're always like, why doesn't the back, why doesn't the villain just shoot Bond and yeah, whatever, yeah, just whatever. Sure. Like, whatever? And you kind of have the same thought. But then then it, once you think about it, it all makes sense. So yeah, it, for sure. Good. I don't want to I don't want to mess up that segue. I think we blew past past a bunch of them for the last movie, and now is a good place to tease ahead to the next episode where we're going to talk about Return of the Jedi. Um, hopefully, everyone's enjoyed the previous discussion that we had in the other two movies. And we're going to talk a little bit about the series and especially the original trilogy overall. Um, you can find everything that we do online at DaybackIn on Twitter and Instagram. I am being the responsible one. Mike had to leave for just a few minutes, so leave it up to me. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not as good at it considering I'm the quote-unquote host of the show, yet Mike is the responsible one. <laughs> that continues to be the case. <laughs> I think you manage. I manage. Okay, thank you. Thank I you. find your lack of faith disturbing. I'm going to just leave it at that because I don't think that I can uh, end it better than that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Mike, Ian, thank you very much for joining me. We will see you next time where we talk about Return of the Jedi, and we're going to see everybody next time. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll get to the next episode and uh, of the podcast and next episode of star wars and uh, talk about the original trilogy even further we'll see you next time my monkey no!